Hello, everyone. This is the Written Spoken Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. The podcast is a curated audio version of the blogs Word Breathe and Fitly Spoken. It also provides other content intended to encourage, refresh, and or challenge you to focus on the word, the one who spoke this world into existence and became flesh to redeem us. If you have listened before, welcome back. I am your host, Esther Wright. Season 8 of the podcast. And episode 1 of this season is being aired in the first month of 2023. With the awareness that we did not arrive at this point in time only because of our own personal efforts, strength, and other resources, let us pause to give thanks to the one responsible, our Heavenly Father. Gracious God and our Heavenly Father, our expression of gratitude to you for all you have done will always be insufficient, inadequate, less than you deserve. Our humanity makes it so. But, We still want to and need to say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your compassion, patience, provision, and protection. Thank you for strengthening us when we were weak for helping us get up when we fell. We say, paraphrasing the words of songwriter Dennis Jernigan, for all that you've done, we will thank you. For all that you're going to do, for all that you've promised, and all that you are is all that has carried us through. Jesus, we thank you. The focus of this first episode of Season 8 is hope. And I anticipate that we will return to this theme of hope in various ways in future episodes of Season 8. Perhaps it feels that you limped or crawled into 2023. Perhaps it seems for you the only words that accurately sum up 2022 are brutal, heartbreaking, devastating, 
disappointing, and the like. Perhaps from where you are standing or lying face down emotionally, mentally, or otherwise, the best thing about 2022 is that it is over. If either or all of these scenarios describe where you are, I can appreciate that the thought of having hope may seem to require more than you have. That it may seem risky, naive, or even foolish to focus on hope as we face the unknown in the early days of a new year. I hear you and acknowledge now, as I did in the blog post Hope, published on WordBreed in 2018, it is hard to imagine a future when you lack hope. It's hard to have hope when everything you can experience through your senses give you no reason to believe that the current circumstances will change. It is hard to reach for, look forward to a future that, to your knowledge, will be more of the same. The same pain, the same struggle, the same loneliness, the same barren efforts. If this is where you are, fellow sojourner, I pray that the healing balm of Jehovah Rapha The God of all comfort sweeps over you and seeps into your every bruised or wounded place. Healing is more often a journey than an instantaneous occurrence. But I pray that your healing begins or continues. I pray that the following truth finds a resting place within you. The truth that because you are a child of God, because you are His, you may feel hopeless, but you are never without hope. You have access to hope. I pray that in our time together, if not today, Over the course of this season, this truth will take root within you and bloom. Because hope matters. Dr. Adam P. Stern, an assistant professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, among other roles, in his article, Hope, Why It Matters, shares several reasons why hope matters. He reports that hope is an essential component of our well-being and its benefits extend across the lifespan. For example, it protects against depression and suicide, is linked with health, quality of life, self-esteem, and a sense of purpose for teenagers, and For older adults, hope protects against the dread of a chronic or life-threatening illness and can be an opportunity for adults to process seemingly insurmountable events. 
Hope matters. But what is hope? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines hope as one, the desire and expectation of obtainment or fulfillment. Two, to expect with confidence, trust. Archbishop Desmond Tutu of South Africa defined hope as being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Hope matters, but of equal or greater importance is the source or basis of our hope. Hope can be false, and false hope can be detrimental, even deadly. So let us turn to the written word of God to see what he says about hope. What does God tell us about hope through his written word, the Holy Bible? A lot. And because the Bible has a lot to say about hope, we can be sure that it is possible to still have hope regardless of what the past held and what the unknown future we face may hold. And for the Christian, Hope is not wishful thinking. Let us begin with what the Bible tells us about the source of true hope. Psalm 71, 5. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. Did you hear that? God is our hope. The truth that God is our hope is reiterated in Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God, the source of hope. God, the source of hope, has given us his written word. And one of his reasons for doing so is stated in Romans 15, 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. That we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope hope. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 2 Thessalonians 2 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. It is clear that biblical hope is based on the character of God. 
But what does hope in God provide for the Christian? After a short break, we will reflect on what hope provides for the Christ follower. Not those who only know of Jesus and or attend church, but those who have accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. second half of the episode. Before the break, we reviewed definitions of hope and identified God as the source of true hope. Now, let us reflect on what hope provides the Christ follower. There are many benefits, but I will focus on two of the benefits hope in God provides his children. One, hope anchors the soul. Hebrews 6, 19 and 20 state, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The hymn, We Have an Anchor, written by Priscilla J. Owens in 1882, beautifully and powerfully restates the truth of Hebrews 6, 19 and 20. I will share the first verse and the refrain. Will your anchor hold in the storms of life when the clouds unfold their wings of strife? When the strong tides lift and the cables strain, will your anchor drift or firm remain? We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded, firm, and deep in the Savior's love. Hope in the Lord anchors our souls, and it also renews our strength. Isaiah 40 verses 30 and 31 assure us Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. In his article, What is Hope? John Piper, founder and teacher of DesiringGod.org, 
and Chancellor of Bethlehem College and Seminary notes, and I quote, Biblical hope is never based on what is possible with man. Biblical hope looks away from man to the promise of God. And when it does, it becomes the full assurance of hope, the expectation of great things from God. He also states, the biblical concept of hope is not the ordinary concept we use in everyday speech. It does not imply uncertainty or lack of assurance. Instead, biblical hope is a confident expectation and desire for something good in the future. There is moral certainty in it. End of quote. But what do we do when we feel battered by life's storms and our hope feels fragile? What do we do when hope seems absent or appears to be slipping away? We remind ourselves that God is our hope and he has promised never to leave us. We remind ourselves that he said he has a good plan for us, a plan to give us a future and a hope. We remind ourselves that even when we feel hopeless, because he is ever-present, unchanging, and cannot lie, we have hope. We remind ourselves that we not only have hope because of our loving God, we are held by hope. Remember Psalm 71.5? For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. God is our hope, so we are held and upheld by hope. Listen to these lyrics from the hymn, The Everlasting Arms, by Albert B. Simpson. Art thou sunk in depths of sorrow where no arm can reach so low? There is one whose arms almighty reach beyond thy deepest woe. God the Eternal is thy refuge, let it still thy wild alarms. Underneath thy deepest sorrow are the everlasting arms. Underneath thee, underneath thee are the everlasting arms. Everlasting, everlasting are the everlasting arms. Other arms grow faint and weary. These can never faint nor fail. Others reach our mounts of blessing. These our lowest, loneliest veil. Oh, that all might know his friendship. Oh, that all might see his charms. Oh, that all might have beneath them Jesus' everlasting arms. 
underneath us. Oh, how easy. We have not to mount on high, but to sink into his fullness and in trustful weakness lie. And we find our humbling failures save us from the strength that harms. We may fail, but underneath us are the everlasting arms. When it comes to the human experiences on earth, we cannot be absolutely sure of the specifics of what lies ahead. We, however, can be sure of the omnipotent, omniscient God who declares in Revelation 1.8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God, who is existing forever and who was continually existing in the past and who is to come, the Almighty the omnipotent, the ruler of all. In the article referenced earlier in this episode, Joan Piper encourages us to preach sermons to ourselves. He notes, the best sermon you've preached yourself this week may be only three words long. Hope in God. We see an example of this practice in Psalm 42, 5. Speaking to himself, the psalmist asks questions of his soul, then tells himself what to do. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him. For I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Take a moment to do the same. Let us end our time together today by praying Romans 15, 13. Dear God, the source of hope, Please fill us completely with joy and peace as we trust in you, so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Links to the resources referenced in today's episode will be shared in the episode's description. The next episode of the Written Spoken Podcast will air in two weeks. I hope you will join me again. Please share and rate this episode and leave a review on the platform where you listen to your podcast. Reviews help others to discover the podcast. Also, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you will be notified when future episodes are published. The Written Spoken Podcast is also on Instagram. 
You can find excerpts of previous episodes there and a link to the podcast in my bio. As we engage in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of life, may we speak the truth in love. May our words be seasoned with grace. And like the writer of Psalm 71 verse 14, may we hope in God continually and praise God yet more and more.